Well, hey, we, we're in a series. Uh, my name is Mike Rutledge. I'm the director of arts and teaching pastor around here. And uh, we're, we're in a series uh, that we're calling Ripple Effect, where uh, we're looking at how the way we choose to live our lives can ripple out into the lives of others and affect them. Today's uh, message we're calling The Ultimate Father's Blessing. Last week, if you were here, you heard Carrie give a, an amazing message called I See in You, which looks at our opportunity to look into and inform the lives of those around us by speaking into it and helping them achieve what we see in them. And then two weeks ago, uh, Dave Nelson uh, talked about the power of meaningful touch and meaningful words in terms of how we can ripple into the lives of others. And today, again, we're going to be talking uh, about uh, the ultimate Father's blessing. But before we go any further, I just, I just need to stop and say, first of all, those were not bad dad jokes. Thank you. See, th those, those jokes, first of all, those are tried and true. They don't depend on clever delivery, sleight of hand, right? Those, my dad used those jokes on me. I've used them on my kids. And one day, I pray that they will use it on their kids. In a way, it's creating legacy in their lives, right? Any dads agree with that, right? Who, who hasn't, dad, who hasn't used those jokes? If you haven't, go home today and use those jokes, okay? Call your kids if they're not at home anymore, whatever. It's kind of a rite of passage for kids. You know, as a matter of fact, I will tell you this. My, my, I love my wife. She's amazing. But she tries to tell those kind of jokes, and they don't work. She tell, here, here's one. Here's an example. She tells this joke. A mother tomato and a baby tomato uh, were walking down the road. And the baby tomato started to fall behind. And the mother tomato turned around and said, ketchup. <laughs> Hold on. Because I want to tell you something. That joke, it is, it's not a good joke. Here's why. A mama tomato and a baby tomato are walking down the road. Already doesn't work. First of all, what, we have relate, tomatoes have relationships now. There's no. Tomatoes just all of a sudden are walking these days? No. And then the baby starts to fall behind, so immediately starts to develop this, you can't live up to the standards, right? Focuses on the faults of the children. And then mama turns around and catch up, using violence to get your desired outcome. Not good parenting. See, that's a bad joke right there. Not those ones that we just watched on video. <laughs> anyway, on a more, more serious note, today we're going to take some time to uh, explore what it looks like to both give and receive a blessing and how we can ripple into the lives of those around us. And, and I also want to just note that uh, on Father's Day, it can be a really mixed bag, right? Some of us, uh, you're in a place where Father's Day is this wonderful time of celebrating the fantastic relationship you have with your dad, right? You just are like so excited, you're honored because your dad's an amazing dad. For many of us, uh, that's not the case. You, you may be, um, you know, this, Father's Day may remind you of the loss of someone you love dearly. Or for many of us, this, this may uh, just open up wounds from a relationship you've had with your dad. 
that, that wasn't awesome. And for many of you, uh, it may bring guilt to the forefront of your mind about relationships with your dad or with your kids that you feel like you haven't done a good job with. And for, for many of you, you just, you just woke up this morning, your kids brought you breakfast in bed, and you're just celebrating. So you may be all over the map. I, I understand we're all in different places. But what I want you to know is that wherever you are in that relationship with your human father, your kids, I want to offer you the hope that today, I believe there's a blessing for you, and it's not too late. God wants to bless you and make you a blessing. Okay? And it's interesting, when you talk about the word blessing, it's, it's a fairly churchy word. It's not like, you know, you're out in the business world, you're trying to close a deal, and the word blessing is getting thrown around, right? It's, it's all bottom line. It's sort of a churchy word, but it's pretty simple. And when you look at it, it, it really, there's two kinds of ways that, that we, we look at blessing. There's God's blessing. It's pretty simple. The blessing of God is just his favor and protection, on our life. That, that's a general blessing. And look at this. Psalm chapter 40 says this. Blessed is the man who makes, his, uh, makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray and lie. Basically, he's saying, you're blessed. You have a blessing if you've put your ultimate hope in God. Rather than man, you will be blessed. Very, very simple, straightforward. And that blessing is that you'll have favor and protection of God in your life. But there's also, throughout Scripture, there are specific blessings. And there are too many for me to, I'm just not going to list them all. It would take a long time. But very specific blessings beyond the general blessing of putting your trust in God and receiving his blessing in your life. And those, they, they range. There, there's, there's like uh, parenting, blessing in parenting, blessing in relationships, blessing in husbands and wives, blessing on your finances, blessing in your business, blessing uh, in your reputation. And all of these blessings come by, okay, now you've put your trust in me. Now if you do these things that God asks you to do, your blessing, God's blessing in those specific areas will follow. It's pretty cool stuff. And then of course there's the person blessing and you know uh, just a blessing from a person is simply a sanction or support. Hey I bless you to go do this. I support you. And Carrie talked about this last week. I see in you I'm going to bless you and help you achieve this goal. Today I want to look at the blessing that we receive and how that affects our lives. And there are three things I want us to understand about blessing in our lives. And the first is this. Receiving blessing has the power to transform lives. Point blank. Receiving a blessing has the power to transform lives. I, my, my, my daughter actually sent me uh, this video. I want you to take a look at this. This is a story of this guy, Jenabu, and his son Joshua, and how he's speaking blessing into his son's life. Take a look at this. All right, we're starting our day off, Mom, with our pledge. You ready, Joshua? Yes. Let's go. Today is going to be a good day. Today is going to be a good day. I thank God for waking me up today. I thank God for waking me up today. Where's school? I'm going to school so I can learn. So I can learn. Go to college. And be the leader that God has created me to be. I'll, I'll be today. 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 I'll be taught. I'll be educated. I'll be educated. I'll be educated by my teachers. Em empowered. 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 By my teachers. By my teachers. I, 
With the tools? With the tools. With the tools? To be successful. To be successful. Within? Within? Throughout the country. My community. Within my community throughout With, the country. Within my community and throughout the country. I apply myself daily. I apply myself daily. I study. I study. And I ask questions. And I ask questions when I don't understand. When, I don't understand. when I'm confronted with a problem. When I'm confronted with a problem. Or a conflict. Or a conflict. I think. I think. Before I react. Before I react. I ignore. I ignore all negative influences. I ignore all negative influences. In the classroom. In the classroom. Throughout the school. And throughout the school day. I I, when I'm confronted. When I'm confronted with a problem. When I'm confronted with a problem. Or a conflict. Or a conflict. I think. I think. Before I react. Before I react. I ignore. Ignore all negative influences. I ignore all negative influences. In the classroom. In the classroom. Throughout the school day. And throughout my school day. I'm extremely. I'm extremely proud. I'm extremely proud. To be the next generation. To be the next generation. Of Christian leaders. Of Christian leaders. I accept responsibility. I accept responsibility. You didn't let me say the whole thing. I'm sorry, go ahead. I accept responsibility and love the challenge. I accept responsibility and I love the challenge. Let's go. You ready? Yeah. Peace. <laughs> Game time. Start your day off with something positive, man. Our kids can learn. It's our job to teach them. Let's go. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Anyone have any questions whether Joshua is going to be successful in life? You know, it's, it's uh, we, we watch this, Susie and I watch this, and after, we're like, we got to do this with our kids. So we, we start, we, we're in the process of developing our own creed with our kids. And we have this saying, hey, you're a Rutledge. We say this to our kids all the time, which indicates that there are some expectations. You got our last name. We believe you need to live a certain way. And, and uh, if, you, if you ask, every day I drop my kids off to school, be a leader, be a leader, be a leader. I say this, the very last thing I say to them when they get out of that car. And we have the, just all these ideas. Being a Rutledge means that you you're honest. Being a Rutledge means you have integrity and that you work hard and you're kind. We have all of these different things. And what I want to do is I, I, I feel like uh, when, you, when, when you look at our, your own life, you look at the life of your kids, and you look at the, this story, you realize that what's going to create a bullseye in the target is intentionality. And part of that intentionality is speaking blessing. What I want to do is I want to take a look at just a few uh, stories that illustrate how receiving a blessing has the power to transform lives. And uh, let's start with this guy, Jabez. You may have heard of him. Bruce Wilkinson wrote this book maybe 15 years ago called The Prayer of Jabez. It's very interesting. And I don't know if you've ever done this. I hope you have. But you're reading through scripture and you get to these sections where 99%, it's just a list of names where 99% of them you can't pronounce. 98% of them you can, you know, once you figure them out, you've never heard before. Well, this is, the, this is Jabez. And I will tell you this too, just so you know, one of the specific blessings that we see in Revelation 1, I think Psalm 83 also, there is a promised blessing for you reading God's word. Just putting it out there. You want God's blessing in your life? That's one that he says, read my word, spend time with me daily, I'll bless you. So if you're not doing that, I want to encourage you to do that. Okay? Anyway, Jabez is in the middle of this list of names that goes on for chapters and chapters. And so-and-so was the son of so-and-so, and the son of so-and-so, and begat so-and-so. And you have this ability to kind of, you kind of start glazing over. What's interesting, in the middle of this list is this guy Jabez, but they don't just mention his name. First Chronicles 4, here's what it says. 
Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother named him Jabez and said, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez called out to God, to the God of Israel, if you would bless me, extend my border. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will not cause pain. And God granted his request. In, the li in this just long list of names, they decide, you know what, something's important about Jabez and I want to call it out. See, here's what we know about Jabez. His name means you're a pain. His mom named him pain. How about that for blessing, huh? Bless you, son. You are a pain. <laughs> and Jabez's prayer for blessing in his life says, I don't want to be a pain. He says right here that I would not cause pain. I don't want to cause pain. It also means I don't want to be in pain. And he asks God to bless him, give him more territory, make him honorable. And it says God granted his request because he asked for the blessing. And I don't know about you, but I would venture a guess that there are things in your life you desire. And if you will ask God for the blessing and live in obedience to him, he's willing to give it to you. Ask yourself this, in that list of names where you find yourself, what's the sentence that they want to say about you that highlights you? Live towards that sentence. Make that sentence your goal and ask God to bless you in that area. But I want to look at another, another story, actually two stories about this guy, Jacob. And I've talked about Jacob before. Jacob comes from a, a, a genealogy of liars and deceivers. But he's a great Bible character. We see him in, throughout the Old Testament. He's one of the patriarchs of the Old Testament. And what happens is Jacob receives his father's blessing, but he actually steals the blessing of his brother Esau, his older brother, in the process to, to, to achieve it. And here's what his dad says about him. He says this, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. Okay, <laughs> you smell like fertilizer. <laughs> or something. May God give you heaven's dew and earth's richness an abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and people bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers. Wow. And may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed and those who bless you be blessed. Now, let me just point out a few things. In this prayer, he steals the blessing and actually the birthright of his older brother. The birthright is actually a gifting of a double portion of his dad's inheritance. So whatever he has, he takes twice as much and gives it to this son. So this isn't just a pie-in-the-sky pie dream. This is, I, I want you to do this. I want you to be successful in this area. And I'm going to equip you by giving you this stuff. And here's what he prays. He prays that God, or here's, here's the blessing, that God would show favor. That the earth would show favor. It says that the heavens do and earth's richness, richness would produce an abundance of grain and new wine in his life. He asks for the favor of the nation, favor of his brothers, favor of his sons. And it all comes with this double portion to help him accomplish this. It changed his life drastically. Here's what's interesting, though. He's not satisfied with only God's, or with, with only his father's blessing. He actually wants God's blessing in his life. And this is really interesting, because as you can imagine, when you steal from someone, it creates some bad feelings. And he stole something very substantial, very, very significant from his older brother. And he decides it's a good idea to create some space between the two of them. <laughs> So 
he's off on his own, and this is, this is what happens. It says this, Genesis 32. A man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. Uh, when the man saw that he could not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. Then the man said, let me go. For the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? The man asked. He replied, Jacob. Your name will no longer be Jacob. The man told him, from now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with men and have won. Okay, a couple things you need to understand about this. Uh, first of all, this is called the theophany. It's like the, uh, maybe the fourth or fifth time that we see God actually appearing in human form to people for a specific purpose. Okay, that's, that's the big theological word. It's theophany. And he appears to, to, to Jacob with a specific person. He wrestles with him and Jacob says, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. So what you want to understand about Jacob is his name is kind of interesting. <laughs> his name uh, is from this unused Hebrew word means supplanter or replacer. It also means heel, footprint, or hind part. Bless you, hind part. <laughs> See, but it's really, what it is, is it's a reference to the, the way he was born. When he was born, he was the younger, of, the younger of a set of twins. And as he was born, he's holding on to the heel of his older brother. He's like the ultimate coat tailor. And he lives his life this way. And in this encounter, the blessing he receives says, I don't want you to be the coat tailor anymore. I'm going to change your name to Israel. You know what Israel means? Israel means to prevail, to persist, to exert oneself, to strive. His name has changed significantly in this moment. And so is the trajectory of his life. He becomes one of the leaders of the nation of Israel. Receiving blessing has the power to transform lives. And here's the flip side of the story. The second point is this, that losing blessing has the power to destroy our lives if we let it. See, the flip side of the story is his older brother whose birthright was stolen from him. And look at this. We'll pick it up in uh, Genesis chapter 27. It says this, when Esau heard his father's words, he let out a loud and bitter cry, Oh, my father, what about me? Bless me too, he begged. But Isaac said, Your brother was here, and he tricked me. He has taken away your blessing. From that time on, Esau hated Jacob because their father had given Jacob the blessing. And Esau began to scheme, I will soon be mourning my father's death. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. You see, what happens is something is taken from him and he can't recover because he feels like he can't live without this and his only recourse now is to exact revenge. See how it changed the trajectory of his life? Not to be a leader of the nation of Israel, but to exact revenge by killing his brother. And it starts to destroy his own life. See, it, 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 if we're not careful, when we don't receive a blessing that we want, we can change our trajectory into to someone who can't be forgiving and, and lives with bitterness and resentment and angry. We have to be careful not to let that happen. 
And now, I don't know about you, uh, I, I love American Idol. I'm, I'm sad that the, it's done now. I don't know how many of you guys are American Idol fans, but being a music lover, I just love watching that show. I was watching uh, the season, and some of you probably saw this. There was a, there's a, uh, they had Kelly Clarkson come back on. She sang a song. And this song demonstrates so perfectly in human terms the way not receiving her father's blessing has devastated her life. I want you to take a look at this. Kelly Clarkson. And all I remember is your back Walking towards the airport Leaving us all in your past I traveled 1,500 miles to see you I begged you to want me, but you didn't want to But piece by piece he collected me up off the
somewhat powerful moment. <laughs> What's interesting about that is, uh, so she mentions at six years old, she received what's called the daddy wound. And almost 30 years later, she's living with the same pain. And she's looking to find the blessing that she didn't receive from her dad in someone else. And that's the reality of what happens when we don't receive the blessing. Your kids, if they don't receive your blessing, will look for the blessing elsewhere. And as an adult, many of us are chasing blessings because we didn't receive it. And if we're not careful, we end up chasing the stuff that doesn't provide the blessing we're looking for. Like Esau, trying to kill the pain and destroy the problem rather than going to the source of healing. And here's the best news of all. That living under God's blessing has the power to restore every life. Living under God's blessing has the power to restore every life. There are just a couple things I want you to understand about this. First is this, God has blessed us immeasurably, or you could think of it this way, God's hands are bigger than ours. Look at this. It says, says uh, in, in Ephesians 1, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. How many blessings? Every blessing. Every blessing. Because we are united with Christ. He's not holding out on you. <laughs> That's so exciting to hear. I want to tell you a story. There's a, a young boy went into a store with his mom. And the uh, shop owner uh, had a jar full of suckers. And he reached out the jar to offer suckers to the young boy. And he said, hey, take a handful. And the boy, for some reason, reluctantly didn't, didn't reach out. And so the shop owner reached in and grabbed a handful of suckers and handed them to the, the kid. And uh, he said thanks. And as they walked out, the mom turned to the boy and she said, I, I don't understand why all of a sudden you, you got so shy and you didn't, you didn't grab the suckers. <laughs> And he said this, well, his hands are bigger than mine. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny, but I think that what it illustrates is this for many of us. We want to grab stuff ourselves rather than receiving from God. And we, we don't understand truly that his hands are so much bigger than ours that when we hold on to stuff like this, he can't put the right stuff in. But if we would go like this, he would fill our hands with more than we could grab on our own. Don't do this. Do this. Because his hands are bigger. The second thing I want you to understand about God's blessing is this, that we are blessed to be a blessing to others. Genesis 12 says this. This is talking to Abraham. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless you abundantly and make your name great, exalted, distinguished. And you shall be a blessing, a source of great good to others. I am blessing you so that you can be a blessing. Again, when you hold on to stuff, you're not a blessing to anyone. But when you go like this and let the stuff that comes into your hands go out, you can be the blessing you're designed to be. 
Marcus de Lafayette was a French officer who helped George Washington uh, in, the, in the struggling American army. And then after the war was over, he returned to France. And uh, he was a farmer in France. He returned to France. And uh, he, he oversaw many estates. And then in 1783, uh, the, it was just a terrible harvest year. Terrible, terrible harvest year. But for some reason, Lafayette's uh, crops weren't affected like the rest of the country. And so one of his workers offered what seemed to be some pretty good advice. He said, you know, the, the bad harvest has raised the price of wheat. I think it's time to sell. To which Lafayette said this. No, this is the time to give. See, he understand a very key, understood a very key principle that God doesn't bless us so that we can hold on to things, but so that we can be a blessing to others. And we try and hoard the blessing of God as though his hands are small and finite and he can't return to us what we've already received. You see, this, you see this in your own life too, right? God blesses you with something. You know, when you have nothing, you're willing to risk and then you start to receive stuff and you get protective of it. You ever see that in your own life? This is exactly what happens when God blesses you. He asks you to bless. And the third thing I want you to understand about God's blessing is this, and this is very profound, that we deprive ourselves of blessing when we refuse to offer blessing to others. We deprive ourselves of blessing when we refuse to offer blessings to others. Luke 6 says it this way, Give and you will receive a large quantity pressed down, shaken together, and running over. It will be put into your pocket. The standards you use for others will be applied to you. The message says it this way, give away your life and you'll find life given back, not merely given back, but given back with bonus and blessing. Giving, not getting, is the way generosity begets generosity. If you want God's blessing in your life, the best way to get it is to bless others. Because the measure you use to bless others is the measure God will use to bless you. So be a blessing and you will be blessed. Don't hoard. Don't hold on. Open hands. Mendelssohn once visited uh, the cathedral in Freiburg and uh, having heard this great organ uh, they called the Colossal Thunderer, this amazing organ. After hearing it, he went up to the organ loft and, and uh, asked if he could be allowed to play it. And the, the, the old organist, sort of in jealousy of the instrument, uh, at first refused, but he eventually said, no, you know what, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you play it. And he allowed the great German composer to play it. After standing by in ecstasy and delight and amazement for a few minutes, suddenly laid his hands on the shoulder of the musicians and exclaimed, Who are you? What's your name? Mendelssohn, he replied. And can it be that I so nearly refused to let Mendelssohn touch this organ? Here's Mendelssohn. Listen to this. recognize this? So here's, here's what's interesting. 
You see, this organist has the opportunity to protect what he's got or the opportunity to allow someone be, to be blessed. And what happens is he receives a concert for one. It's like, yeah, I don't know if you know this, John Foreman, Switchfoot was just in town, I saw them this last week. John Foreman, the lead singer, does this amazing thing a lot of times. After, like 15 minutes after the show's done, he, he hits Twitter and he's like, hey, meet me at such and such coffee shop. And he shows up and he just plays a little acoustic set for people. Imagine Bono walking in, I'm playing my guitar in my house, and he walks in, he's like, can I play your guitar? Nah. <laughs> ah, good, right? Do you see what blessing I miss by not offering him the opportunity? See, God has established guidelines for receiving his blessing. And it's very simple. The first is this. Receive him into your life and his blessing will be on you. And here's what I want to do because, I, like I said at the beginning, I know we're all over the map in terms of where we are on Father's Day and the blessings we received from our fathers. And I want to close this morning by offering a blessing over every single one of you. Whether you had a fantastic relationship with your father, whether you had a terrible relationship with your father, whether your relationship with your kids is great or horrible, I want to offer God's blessing in your life. And I'm just going to read from Ephesians 1, and I sort of rewrote this in my own words. This is the Mike Rutt version. But here's what I want you to do. As I, I'm going to read this in just a second. And when I, when I do, uh, I want you to imagine my voice sounds like Morgan Freeman, so I'm like the voice of God. <laughs> right? And I want you to just truly imagine that this is God speaking to you his blessing over each and every person here. Close, close, just close your eyes and listen to these words. This is God's promise and his blessing on every person who receives him in their life. Before I ever made the world, I already loved you and chose you to be blessed. When I look at you, I'm not focused on your faults. I'm not looking to shame you for the ways you've messed up. You're beautiful to me. I forgave you, and I still do every time you ask. No exceptions. I decided before you were born that I was going to adopt you into my family. It's what I wanted to do. And nothing could make me happier. I poured my unearned grace out on you, which means I don't love you because something you do for me or the way you act. I just love you. You're so valuable to me that your freedom was worth dying for. So I did. I promise my patience and kindness to you and I want to help you grow in wisdom and understanding. I'm not trying to play hide and seek with you. I'm right here. I've revealed myself to you. I want you to know how much I want to bring unity to your relationships and see you experience everything heaven has to offer right here on earth. I want you to have my internal inheritance. That means what's mine is yours and everything in the world and the heavens beyond belongs to me. So when you believe in Christ, I claimed you as mine. Now we have the same name and I couldn't be more proud. I gave you the Holy Spirit so you would know what to do, how to act, and feel comforted in difficult times. Nothing was too much for me. 
no price too high, no ransom I wouldn't pay to purchase you back from the things holding you hostage. I want to know you intimately. I want you to live with hope that never fades. I have power you don't even have the capacity to understand, and it's yours for the taking. You don't need to feel like you have to do it alone. I want you to depend on me. I just want you to trust me. You're supposed to need me, and you're best when you let me do the work. This is God's promise, his blessing to you. Now let me just go a little further. I'm just going to race through the Bible and share with you the promised blessings in your lives. That in God, you're alive in Christ. You're complete in him. You're free from the law of sin and death. You're far from oppression and fear. You're born of God and the evil one doesn't touch you. You're holy and without blame. You're like-minded with Christ. You have the peace of God that passes all understanding. You have the greater one living in you. You've received the gift of righteousness. You've received the spirit of wisdom and the revelation and the knowledge of Jesus. You've received power of the Holy Spirit to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. You have the power over all power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. You've put off the old man and put on the new man. You're created in his image. You've received good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. You have no lack. He will supply all of your needs. You can quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. You can do all things through Jesus Christ. You are his child. You're born again of an incorruptible seed. You're his workmanship. You're a new creature in Christ. You are a spirit being alive to God. You are a believer of the light and the gospel shines in your mind. You're a doer of the word. You're blessed in your actions. You are a joint heir with Christ. You are more than a conqueror through him. You are a partaker in, the divine, in his divine nature. You're an ambassador for Christ. You are part of a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a purchased people. You are the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You are the light of the world. You are his elect, full of mercy, kindness, humility, and long-suffering. You are forgiven of all your sins. You are delivered from the power of darkness. You are redeemed from the curse of sin, sickness, and poverty. You are firmly rooted, built up, established in your faith, and overflowing with gratitude. You are called to be his voice of praise. You are healed by his stripes. You are raised up with Christ. You are greatly loved. You are strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. You are submitted to him and the devil flees from you because you resist him. And it's not you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. This is the blessing that is offered to every single person who has accepted Jesus Christ into your life. And it doesn't matter where you are. I know you may be hurting this morning or you may be celebrating the wonderful relationship you have with your dad. But you know what's more important? That you have a good father in heaven who wants to shower you with blessings. God in heaven is not the high school principal that's trying to catch you do the wrong thing. He's the one that's trying to give you the stuff that's going to help you become all that you can be. He is a good father. And I'm just going to pray and then we're going to transition into time of musical worship. But I will say this. If you've not yet taken that first step in accepting Christ in your life, all of those promises fall flat.
the one condition is that you receive him. And after the service, I'm going to be over here with a bunch of people who would love to pray with you no matter where you are, what's going on in your life. Now, I'd love to help you take a step deeper into following Jesus. And as we close, we're going to take our offering as well. And like we've always said, this is just another opportunity for you to give back to God from what he's given you, a portion. When you think in light of everything he's done and promised you, is offering back to God too much to ask? Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, you are... Well, you are everything. You are absolutely everything. Your desire is to make us all that we can be, and it's our own efforts that thwart that process and keep us from becoming it. Lord Jesus, I just pray if there's someone here this morning that has not received you, I pray that right now in this moment you would ask them to come into your heart. Just do that. If you have not received them, say, Jesus, come into my heart right now. Take my life. I want the blessings you promise. Make me all that you would desire for me to be so that I can be a blessing to others and can ripple out into my community. I ask this in your name.